اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته this is your brother fahad from bahrain and thank you all for joining us from wherever you are and whatever part of the world um before we begin as usual let's just uh, silently recite surah al-fatiha with the intention that allah places his nur and his knowledge into our hearts inshallah All right, alhamdulillah. Um, so welcome once again to our weekly uh, gathering, inshallah. Um, wanted to share with you a few slides as usual today that we prepared. Inshallah, we'll do the meditation towards the end. So what I wanted to talk about today was one of Allah's beautiful names, Al-Salam. And um, of course, Al-Salam comes from Salam, from peace, right? Um, what's the point of talking about Allah's names? Is As we talk about Allah's names, you will get to know who Allah is. And knowledge of Allah is um, critical if you want to love Him, right? Like if you claim that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then how can you love Him if you don't know Him? And you cannot love Him unless you know Him, honestly. Because the more you know Him, the more you love Him. And the more you know Him, the more you long to meet Him. The more He becomes your beloved, He becomes your uh, objective, right? And so as we've been saying in the past is that our goal is really twofold. It's ma'rifatullah, knowing Allah and getting close to him, right? Al-Qurb. And so through his names, this, is, uh, this becomes easier. And so we'll start with this name, Al-Salam. Um, of course, the name Salam is mentioned once in the Quran as, as a specific term where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم هو هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون. as you see, uh, it is mentioned in the collection of these names. so الملك القدوس السلام. so it's only mentioned technically once in that. very format of al-salam right um, and so what does al-salam mean of course allah being the source of all peace uh, that's one aspect of it him being the source of our peace like inner peace external peace whatever it is this is something that all human beings are seeking right some people seek peace through yoga some people seek seek peace through listening to music some people seek peace through smoking, through drugs, alcohol. Some people seek peace through climbing mountains. And so Allah is saying that ultimately He is the source of the peace that we are all seeking. Uh, on top of that, Allah also is the grantor of peace. All right? So He's the source of peace. He grants us peace. And He... Being the source of peace, he expects us to also have these qualities in our being, right? 
which means we also try our best to become so a source of peace on earth for others. And you know the Prophet ﷺ in a beautiful hadith he says, "Al Muslimu man salim al Muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadeh, wal muhajiru man hajra ma nahallahu an." Which basically means that a Muslim who is really a Muslim, because sometimes we think of a Muslim as someone who just prays, uh, fasts, gives zakat, you know, does the five pillars, and that's it, you know, or someone who looks Muslim. But Allah is actually telling us who a real Muslim is. A Muslim is the one. Who the other Muslims are free from his tongue and his hands. Basically, which means that a true Muslim is the one who does not harm his fellow brothers and sisters, either with his tongue or with his hand. So he's extremely gentle, kind, loving, compassionate with his fellow human beings. And not just human beings, but in general, all of Allah's creation, right? You are you are a source of peace for those around you. So those around you feel at peace when you're there. Right? They're not threatened by you. They don't feel afraid. You don't scare them. They're not afraid that you're going to backbite behind them. They're not afraid that you're going to cheat them or lie against them. They're not afraid that you're going to do any form of injustice. Right? And then Allah also explains who al-muhajirun are. Right? The muhajirun is a very common term often used for people who migrate from one place to another. But here Allah's or the Prophet is describing to us that the true hijrah is actually when you let go of a bad habit for the sake of Allah. When you give up a certain, um, a certain mistake that you're doing, a certain wrong that you were doing for a long time, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to migrate from this habit, right? I'm starting a new page. I'm turning the chapter. So that's also... A, Yani how sometimes the Prophet explains to us these terms, right? To give us broad definition of Islam and a Muslim, right? Rather than just the five pillar following, it's a broader term to uh, reflect our character, really, right? Because this is what it's talking about here. Um, and of course, Allah mentions to us the concept of Al Qalb al Salim. Same thing from Allah's name, As Salam, right? Allah says, On that day, your your Money and your children will be of no use except for the one who comes to Allah with a sound and peaceful heart, a, a heart that is at peace, a heart that is tranquil, you know. Uh, and you know, Ibrahim, Ibrahim is also mentioned as uh, Ibrahim, just talking about Nuh story and how Ibrahim was from his lineage. Right? So Allah describes how Ibrahim actually fulfilled that objective of aqalb al-salim, which on one hand means that there is no, uh, no negative traits of the, of the heart. Right? There's no jealousy, there's no anger, there's no hatred that heart. Uh, there's mercy, there's compassion. Right? That's the taharat al-qalb or salamat al-qalb. But then the other aspect of qalb al-salim is the fact that it is... Um, in a state of submission, right? Qalb salim means you are at ease. You have surrendered. Your heart is not tense. It's not full of fear. It's not rejecting anything. There's no resistance. No, it is, it is settled, right? So that's another aspect of the heart being uh, at peace. So what we're learning from As-Salam is that Allah is the one who 
is the source of the peace in our hearts. And he's the one who, when we surrender to him, we attain that peace also, right? So that's really the, the, this, the choice we have to make in life, right? Is are we surrendering to Allah or are we resisting it, right? So on one hand, you resist. And as we know, the law, as you, what you resist persists, right? But on the other hand, you have surrender. You have submission, allowance, right? There's ease with that. Uh, there's, it's, um, and surrendering is a sense of giving up control. Surrender is um, detaching from results, right? Whereas resistance is you want to be in control. You have uh, criteria that you want to follow and it has to go your way, right? But as we know, things eventually go how Allah plans it, right? We have plans, Allah has plans, and Allah is the best of planners, right? So... This idea of surrendering is common in the Qalb al-Saleem. And you know, someone who has a Qalb salim obviously, will become a source of peace for others. So the Prophet also tells us, أَحَبُّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ سُرُورٌ تُدْخِلُهُ عَلَى مُسْلِمٌ One of the best deeds that you can do, that are beloved, beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that you make someone happy. Like a sense of joy that you give to someone in his heart. Um, and also or that you relieve him from a difficulty right? or you relieve him from hunger or and the last one is which means that you um, pay off his debts right? so that's, that's really the definition of a Muslim right? um, just everybody's muted alright Go back to the screen share. Sorry. Uh, and then to become a source of peace, Allah. Uh, in a, sometimes to understand what a meaning, uh, what a what a word means in the Quran, you have to look at its opposite. So Allah actually, uh, in this ayah, He asks a question: Are you equating Muslims with mujrims? Are you saying that and mujrimin are criminals, basically, right? Um, so what Allah is saying is, are you, are you saying they're both same? They're both the same, Muslims and criminals? So what are we learning from here is that what makes a criminal a criminal? A criminal is someone who obviously uh, breaks the law, they um, cause terror, right? And spread corruption and bloodshed, right? And injustice. So Allah is saying that the Muslims are the opposite of this, right? So... Muslims and Mujrims aren't the same thing. They, they, a Mujrim cannot be a Muslim, a Muslim cannot be a Mujrim, right? So to understand Muslim, you've got to understand Mujrim. So the Muslim is the opposite of Mujrim. A Muslim is someone who is a source of peace. You are, um, you know, you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? You surrender to him because you trust that whatever he's told you to do is for your benefit and whatever he's told you not to do is also for your benefit, right? Because obviously, uh, doesn't he know, the one who created you, doesn't he know better than you, right? What's good for you and what's not. And so this is another kind of definition of, of a Muslim. And the Prophet ﷺ said that, you know, uh, in this beautiful hadith, he says, I swear by the one who my nafs is in the hands of. You will not enter Jannah until you have this 
iman, which is a deep trust and a deep sense of security, right? It's the opposite of fear. And then he says, And you will never enter the state of true iman, which is this true sense of peace and security, until you love one another, until there's love for one another. And then he says, Shall I give you a clue to, on something that if you did would increase the love amongst you? And so he answers that question by saying, Spread peace amongst yourselves. So what he's saying is, you won't enter Jannah until you believe. How do you believe? When you love one another. How do you love one another? Through salam. Right? So working it backwards, when you spread salam, when you spread peace amongst yourselves, then uh, you spread love. Then love is a result of that. And when you are loving one another, then you enter to a state of iman. You don't have any fear. You are trusting and you feel safe amongst the people around you. And then that is the source of your jannah. Right? And afshus salam here doesn't just mean to, of course, it also means greeting with the salam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Is spreading peace verbally amongst uh, anyone you meet, whether it's someone you know or not. But it also means that you um, make peace rather than so you know how there's always fights amongst people, there's disagreements, arguments, misunderstandings. So he's saying that you be the source of peacemaking among others, right? salam. So try to resolve these conflicts and be a source of peace among other people. And that's how love spreads amongst us. So it's a beautiful hadith. It reminds us of this. And then of course, Allah also mentioned how like the chest when it expands, like when the chest expands and surrenders to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is this expansion that happens, right? When the chest or when, the, when, the, when we surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our chest expands. And I, the opposite of that, right? It's in shirah al-sadr means expansion of the chest. The opposite of that is contraction, right? And in Arabic, they say when someone is upset or miserable, Right? Which means you're contracted. So Allah says, the one who surrenders to Allah, He is indeed on the path of the light of His Lord. And, and you know, what a, what a terrible state to be in for those whose hearts are away from the mention and the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those are truly, uh, clearly misguided and lost. And to explain to you this idea of expansion of the chest, I want you to imagine three uh, sizes of glasses, like containers, right? Each of them has water in it. And, you know, the reality of life is Allah every now and then does test us. I mean, the prophets were tested before us. You have the tests of Yusuf, salam, all the ups and downs in his life. You have the test of Ayub, salam. You have the test of the Prophet Muhammad's life, right? All sorts of challenges and difficulties. And uh, you have the challenges of Yaqub, the father of Yusuf, who actually lost his eyesight. And so you have so many examples of struggles and difficulties in life that come your way based on some wisdom that Allah has for us, right? And so I want you to imagine these three containers. Now, if we would take a tablespoon of salt, right? And put a tablespoon of salt in each of these glasses and mixed the water and stirred the water. 
if you drank the small glass, obviously it would be extremely salty. If you drank the middle glass, it would be kind of salty. The bigger kind of jug, you probably won't even taste the salt. And really, that's really the way Islam and Iman works, right, in our hearts. The more, uh, and of, of course, these different containers represents the inshirah al-sadr, the expansion of the chest, the, the openness of the heart also. And those, the tablespoon of salt represents pain in our life. It represents challenges in our life. It represents difficulties. It represents uh, doors that may be closed that you, that you really want to be open, but they're just closed for the time being, right? And so you have two options, like we said. You resist or you accept. Now, when these pains, these difficulties, these challenges come into your life, if your iman is that small container, if your, your sadr, your chest is not, it's contracted, then that's, tablespoon of salt of salt is going to be very very difficult to drink right that that glass is going to be difficult to drink but as you your chest expands as your iman grows then difficulties become easier to handle in fact they become insignificant with time right because your capacity has expanded and allah also mentions how like the language of jannah May Allah make us all, inshallah, gather in Jannah together in one of the highest levels of paradise, Bismillah. He says, They will call upon each other with this beautiful phrase, And they will greet each other with salam. And they will uh, be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this uh, statement of Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. This will be the final kind of calling. And so this will be the language of paradise, as-salam, right? That's all there is. And then, of course, um, Allah also tells us that, Like, he's, he's asking a question, right? He's saying, do they want another system of life? Think of deen as a system of living, right? So Allah is saying, They want to live according to a system that's contradicting to Allah's system. Everything that Allah has created, all the heavens and the earth and the skies and the mountains and the planets and the stars and the galaxies and the insects and the, the sea world, right? Everything is, has submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why would a human being choose to not be a part of the system? Why would you choose to, to live a different kind of life, right? While Allah says, وَإِلَيْهِ يُرْجَعُونَ And to, to Him you shall return. So you, you have really two options. Either you, you submit to Him in this life and return to Him peacefully, or you decide to resist His system and try to you know, adapt your own system and then struggle in life. But eventually, either way, you're going to go back to Him, right? Either way, He loves you. Right? And, and for those who resist him in this life and they go back to Allah, that will be the moment of regret for them, right? Because they will realize how loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was. They will regret their, the choices they made in life. Right? And so, what this reminds me of this idea of Islam, as in surrendering to Allah as a verb, right? Uh, is really the scene of the Kaaba where like people are just like going around the Kaaba in tawaf counterclockwise not resisting that wave, you know, and if you try to resist the wave or go against it or even stop, you'll get crushed, right? And so, subhanAllah, it's as if tawaf is like this practice that, you know, 
Allah is telling us, listen, surrender to me and I will make you handle all challenges of life, right? I will give you peace of mind. I will give you peace in your heart. Just surrender to my plan. Trust me. Allow me to, to manage your life. Make me the center of your life. Really, the Kaaba, look at the Kaaba, how it's the center of all of these people doing tawaf. This Allah, it's like a symbol that Allah is saying, listen, make me the center of your life and see how easy life becomes. Right? With all the difficulties around it, I will give you the capacity to handle it. I, I will give you the strength and the peace to be able to be resilient to anything that comes your way. So it's really a source of strength, right? When you make Allah the center of your life. Rather than when, you know, the opposite of this would be to make like money the center of your life or your desires and shahawat and temptations as the center of your life. Or you make your family the center of your life, your children the center of your life, or you make your business the center of your life. You know? Those are all aliha min dunillah. Those are all these are all different types of shirks that you do. Right? And ultimately, you want to break those idols. And who should be in your heart? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Alone, right? And that is what ikhlas means. La ilaha illallah. No idols except Allah, right? Um, and ikhlas really means to like be one hundred percent. Allah, right? No, it's not like partially Allah or like 80% Allah but the 20% money or 90% Allah but 10% my desires. No, true ikhlas is really like when it's 100%, right? So this is really the, um, the idea here. And if you notice even like back in chemistry and physics, how they taught us how there's, even at the atomic level, there's this concept of tawaf around the nucleus, right? You have the the the, new, the atom that's structured in a way where there's a central nucleus and then there's electrons doing tawaf around it, right? It's really beautiful. And so the, the Kaaba in our heart is the, uh, the Kaaba in our being is the heart, right? Which we need to be doing tawaf around constantly, making sure it's Saqalb al-Saleem, making sure that it is free from anger and hatred and jealousy and you know, attachments to worldly things and shahawat and, and making sure that it's submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making tawaf every day, every day, just revolving and checking the state of your heart on a regular basis, right? That is also symbolic of the Kaaba. And then, of course, um, to end, of course, I would like to also mention that one of the most beneficial ways to do dhikr, and today we'll do this type of dhikr, is to call upon Allah's name. Right? Allah says, To Allah belongs the most beautiful names. And so call, call upon Him with those names. Right? And so that's what we're going to do, inshallah, for the, uh, for the dhikr today. We're going to be, inshallah, um, reciting the name of Allah by calling upon Him uh, with the term, Ya Salam. So I want you to get comfortable, inshallah. This is going to be the moment where we, inshallah, uh, are doing the dhikr. So just make sure you're in a private place where you're comfortable. You can close your eyes. Make sure you're not driving. And I want you to close your eyes and, inshallah, um, start breathing with, from your nose. Inhale from your nose deeply and exhale from your nose deeply. As you inhale, imagine a cool light entering into your heart. And as you exhale, imagine hot smoke leaving your heart. 
Inhale, cool light. Exhale, dark smoke. Very good, and now pay attention to your heart and start silently repeating Ya Salam without moving your lips, without making any sounds. Allow the heart to do the dhikr. Ya Salam. Bring all of your attention to Allah, the source of your peace. And here, this is not a, an intellectual or mental exercise. This is, you want to get the feelings. In. Allow yourself to experience the peace that comes with this dhikr. Ya Salam. Allow the dhikr to bring your heart to a state of peace. And once you tap into the feeling, allow yourself to expand deeper into it. And allow it to expand your chest. Ya Salam. Ya Salam. So it's bringing your heart to a state of peace and it's expanding your chest and surrendering to Allah. Allow yourself to surrender to Allah entirely. Trust that everything is in Allah's hands and it's all going to work out perfectly. There's no resistance. Acceptance, allowance, and submission to Allah's power. Ya Salam. Keep repeating. Ya Salam. And Salam also has a destructive nature to it. Because what it does, it is destroys everything around it. And then what, what remains after destruction is peace. So allow the dhikr to eliminate all the difficulties in your life, all the obstacles, all the barriers, all the challenges. Allow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring everything back to zero. Very good. Allow that peace to expand and spread. Ya Salam. Ya Salam. Ya Salam. 
Ya salam. Ya salam. Ya salam. Ya salam. Ya salam. Right, very good. So we're done, inshallah. Um, so this is another highly recommended uh, dhikr practice that you can add to your daily, you know, routine. You can start maybe practice this week by just repeating Ya Salam ten times once a day after your salah or before you sleep or before you wake up for fajr whatever time it is and allow your heart to connect to its creator this just by calling on to him notice we're not asking for anything right just by calling on his name each name of allah has a certain light attributable to it that has its own kind of effect on the heart and we don't we don't need to analyze we don't need to go into the details right you know, I honestly don't need to know right what it does but it whatever it's doing is what we need right every single one of us has a different state of heart and the dhikr does its job according to your state so with that, I'm, I conclude, inshallah. If um, anyone has any questions or comments, would anyone like to share their experience of how the dhikr was? Um, anything at all, please feel free to kind of uh, share, jump in the call, just unmute yourself and speak up, inshallah. And I'll be happy to take any questions or comments or feedback. Anybody? Are you guys shy or still flying from the dhikr or what's going on? All right, where you come, Sister Aisha. All right, if there's no, no questions, inshallah, we can end the session. And subhanakallah, Take care, everybody, inshallah. Uh, the recordings will be available on the Falak TV podcast as well as the YouTube channel, F-A-L-A-Q-T-V. 
So you can either get the podcast uh, on iTunes or Podbean on Android, as well as YouTube, Falak TV. I've written it in the chat. All right. Take care, inshallah, and uh, be safe. And we'll meet again, inshallah. Allah allows us uh, next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.